Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God this morning. Thank you so much to those that are in-house and those that are joined us on live feed. Thank you so much for being with us today. We do have some that are out sick, some that are not able to be here due to things like that. want to keep them in our prayers really quickly. Just a couple of quick announcements real quickly before we get started this morning. Remember the Christmas letter is laying out on the table. If you did not get that on text or email, social media, the printed copy of that is out on the table for you to pick up. There's a couple of more things going on through the rest of this year, uh, events that we've taken place uh, with the church. Uh, next Sunday, the 17th, our kids are going to be doing they're going to be doing a uh, skit and singing a song, and then on the 24th, our our students are going to be doing a, a skit and singing a, uh, are they singing a song? The teens. They're going to be doing something on the 24th. I think they're going to be doing a skit to a song. Uh, so that's going to be on the 24th. On the 24th as well, we're going to be doing Christmas communion that Sunday as well. So keep up, keep those things in your mind. Uh, many have Christmas cards. Some have asked for the uh, mailing labels. There's still some labels out on the table if you want those. Uh, bring those to the next several services. Pass those out as, as you can. If there's some that are not here or some of our homebounds, uh, we'll put those together on the white table out in the front, and I'll get those delivered uh, throughout the rest of the year as we're making visits. So we're looking forward to that. I'm I'm thankful to be in the house of God. How about you this morning? Amen. 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 We want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to touch and minister in our prayer request really quickly. Uh, the one request that we're going to make mention to to the church is Sister June Ann. We've been praying for her last Sunday. She did have emergency surgery on her abdomen. Uh, everything went great on the surgery. Uh, some things have happened since the surgery due to, we have found out now that since due to medication, anesthesia, things like that, it has affected her brain. Uh, she's not been speaking, not been communicating, not really knowing where she was at. And then uh, yesterday she started, she is starting to talk a little bit, things starting to come out of whatever this is, fog brain if you want to call it that. Uh, so continue to be praying for her. If you want to reach out to Brother Emery, you can text or call his cell phone. Uh, let him know that you're praying for him, uh, and and be mindful of be mindful of if they don't answer, they're probably taking a nap. So uh, just keep that in in your mindset. So continue to keep them in your prayers. If you have a prayer request in your in house, let it be known by lifting your hand. God knows every need. Let's all stand. And go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to touch and minister in our service today. I'm glad to be in the house of God. How about you? Amen. God is good. Amen. Dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, today I pray that you'll move and minister in a mighty way in this service. You've heard the needs. You've heard the request. You see the hearts. You see the lives of each one those that are in-house and on live feet alike. You see those in the hospital, those that may be at home, those that need the special touch from you. Father, I'm praying today you would move and minister in a mighty way. You've seen the prayer request that's been texted or phoned in over the last week. Father, I'm praying that you'll continuously move and minister in those lives today. We forever give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Would you give God a hand clap of praise this morning and let's worship in song today. Amen. Amen. Yes, let's worship him this morning. Let's sing to the Lord. Oh, come all you faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. Joy. 
worship him this morning. Thank yes, you, give Jesus. God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad that he is wonderful? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you again for being here in the presence of God today. Amen. Amen. Something that we do that's fun and and uh, it's they have a blast with it is our Sunday school classes. They they decorate the Sunday school doors upstairs uh, during this time, and they do this to have fun. They do this for great competition. Uh, the the winner, the Sunday school class that wins, they get a they get a pizza party, and uh, there's been some fierce competition between the Sunday school classes. I think between the nursery and the kids' class, I think there's a great competition going on there. I uh, won't say who the teachers are, but they one's on the very back row of this one, and one's fixing to sit down right now. So I uh, won't say who they are, uh, Sister Amanda, Sister Stephanie, but anyways. Uh, the We've printed those pi the pictures. We've taken pictures of those doors, and they're out on the table. You're welcome to go upstairs and look at the doors. They're very cute. Uh, and it's a dollar a vote. The monies does not stay in the church. The monies goes towards Home for Children. Smoky Mountain Home for Children is an orphanage in Sevierville, Tennessee, that we support every year. And we support them throughout the year. We're, we send them money all year long, and it's, it's there, they're there uh, for these kids that needs help, needs a helping hand. And they, they make sure that they go to church. They make sure they're in church. They, they make sure they're clean. They have three square meals a day. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Walton, Sister Tammy Malden here uh, a couple of months ago to give us an update of things that's going on. They left some literature here. So if you want some more information about that, uh, see me after church. I'll, I'll point you to where the literature's at, out in the foyer. It's a great, great organization that we do support. Uh, so take a look at those pictures and vote. It's a dollar a vote. We're going to be announcing that next Sunday. I'm looking forward to see which one wins. Uh, if you ask them, they'll tell you which one they think is going to win. Uh, the nursery says they're going to win. The kids say they're going to win. Uh, the young adults, they say they're going to win. And the teenagers, they're just they're dancing around thinking they're going to win. Uh, so let, help me figure out which, gonna, which one's going to win this year. Amen? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Our title of this this morning, we're going to, this morning and next Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about the unspeakable gift, the unspeakable gift. And there's, there, this is a little bit unusual for Christmas, but we're looking straight into, and then on Christmas, uh, cr Christmas Eve morning on the 24th, we will be doing communion uh, that Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. I uh, hope that you're able to be here with us that day. Hope that you're going to be here with us that Sunday and be a part of that. The unspeakable gift. There's a great gift that's been given to us by God. Some people will say that that gift is salvation. That gift is not salvation. Just busted somebody's bubble. The gift, they believe that a lot of times it was given to us is the gift of grace. That's not what was given to us. The gift that was given to us was the Son of Almighty God. Jesus Christ himself. Now, he brought the plan of salvation. He, the reason that he came was for salvation for you and I. He wanted to come. 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was sitting in heaven one day and they said, there's got to be a better way to do this. Man has royally messed this up. There's got to be a better way. And Jesus said, I know there's a better way. And Jesus came, God gave him as the greatest gift that all mankind could ever be given. On Christmas Day or around that time, many are going to be sitting in front of a Christmas tree just like we have over to my left-hand side, your right. There's going to be, a, uh, there's going to be gifts all surrounded around that, cur- that Christmas tree. There's going to be gifts from mom, from dad, from brother, sister. There's going to be gifts of all sorts going to be labeled under that tree. And the kids are going to be opening gifts. And there's going to be in about, some people will say in about an hour. What are you talking about? Fifteen minutes is all the gifts are going to be opened by those, by those kids. You know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to play with the empty boxes. It was so amazing, Katie growing up. We buy her this dollhouse or we buy her this, this kitchen set or whatever. There was one of the gifts that we bought that I'm going to tell you right now. It almost went into the trash can on Christmas Eve night because I spent two hours trying to put it together. I really don't even think I ever got it fully put together. It should not be that complicated. The next, <laughs> the next morning as she's opening the gifts, what does she play with? The paper and the boxes. Why did I, Brother Kevin, why did I spend two hours putting that thing together when she ain't going to play with it? She played with it later after we got rid of all the trash. But here's the thing that what we do is we try to find the best gift. You know, I'm walking around, I was walking around Walmart the other day. Y'all know that I do not go shopping. I do not, Sister Carrie, if she sends me grocery shopping, it's a last ditch effort. I might stop by the grocery store to get a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread, and that's about the extent of my grocery shopping. She sent me to the grocery store. She had a list. What she normally does is she puts pictures of those things and in there, and she'll tell me, this is what you're buying. It's a picture of the applesauce. It's a picture of the, 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 the bag of frozen chicken. Okay? She sent, and I'm looking across this congregation. I'm seeing wives grinning ear to ear, and husbands are shaking their head yes. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, okay? Don't ask David about this, but that's exactly what takes place. So I'm walking around Walmart, and I'm trying to find applesauce. I'm standing in front of the section that's got applesauce. They have cinnamon applesauce. I looked at the picture. It says original applesauce. It says great value, original applesauce. So what is that? That's the Walmart brand, right? Great value, original applesauce, and it was six cups of applesauce. I'm looking at my picture. I look at Mott's cinnamon applesauce. That ain't it. I look back at my picture, and I look over, and there's another brand of uh, all these flavors. of. I did not know there was all sorts of flavors. I don't go grocery shopping. There are seven or eight different flavors of applesauce. All I want is original. You cannot find it. It is nowhere to be found. I finally look at the price that this applesauce is supposed to be. 
And I'm looking at all those yellow labels. I'm not looking at applesauce. I'm looking at prices. I'm looking at the labels, and I find the price of the one I want, and I look up, and that was cinnamon flavor. That wasn't what I wanted. I mean, he knows I'd be in very big trouble to come home with cinnamon-flavored applesauce when she wanted original. Sister Carrie was sick. She wasn't feeling good. I was not testing her. So I finally find another brand of applesauce. It ain't the great value. They're gone. It's nowhere to be found. I found, the, I found a Mott's brand of applesauce, and I brought that home. I did not find... I know, look, applesauce is not a gift, okay? But we're going to pretend this morning that it's a gift because that's my only example I got for you. I could tell you about chicken if you want me to, I mean, but I'm going to just stick with the applesauce. But, Carrie, I picked up that thing of applesauce and I put it in the buggy. I was thinking, I hope that was the original brand. I hope this is not flavored. I looked at that thing three times before I put it in the buggy. The best part of the whole experience, I'm standing there in front of the applesauce for 15 minutes, and the best part of the whole thing is this guy kept passing me. He walks right, right past me, goes around, goes down the aisle. 30 seconds, he comes back, he goes back down the same aisle. He picks up something, he, nope, he puts it back on the shelf, he goes back down the aisle, goes back down that walkway, goes down that aisle. I stood there for 15 minutes because I kept watching him more than I was looking at applesauce. He's doing the same thing I'm doing. He can't find what he's hunting. He walked, finally walked past me, and I've got that Mott's brand of original applesauce in my hand, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the, I've got my phone, and I've got the applesauce, and I've got my phone, I've got the applesauce, and I kept looking back and forth. I'm comparing the two, and he walked past me the fourth time, and he says, yes, I don't go gro grocery shopping either. He can't find what he's looking for either. I asked him, I said, what are you hunting? He said, I have no idea anymore. I, he said, she ain't getting whatever that last item was. He walked down the aisle, he went to checkout. Applesauce was the last thing on my list. But I was looking, now let's pretend like that's a gift. It wasn't a gift, it was food. Got home, we ate applesauce. Her throat, my throat's still sore at that point in time. Applesauce is going to soothe her throat. We're trying to get something. And so it was a gift. <laughs> I spent time looking for that gift. This is the time of season that people are looking for gifts. They're looking for the right gift to give their husband, their wife. They're looking for the exact gift to get their, to get their child, their son, their daughter. I asked, I asked, I've asked some over the last few days, I said, have you done all your Christmas shopping? Some have said they're done. Some have said they're almost done. Brother Kevin, some said I ain't started yet. Let's look at what date it is. Yep. Better get busy. Looking at those things and we're trying to find the right gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 tells us, thanks be to God for his, I'm going to use the word incredible gift, indescribable gift 
the ultimate gift that could ever given be given to mankind. The best gift ever. Have you ever noticed that every time you go shopping, you go Christmas shopping, you go birthday sh gift shopping, or whatever it may be, anniver anniversary gift shopping, you're always trying to figure out, you, you, make, you remember what you got them last year, and you're trying to get a better gift this year than you got last year. Does anybody else do that? I see a bunch of heads doing like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're trying to get the better gift. I asked somebody yesterday, I said, have you done your Christmas shopping? And you got everything, and he said his wife has gotten most of the Christmas gift shopping done. I said, have you got her her gift? He said, yes. I said, has she got you your gift? And he said, it's probably going to be, uh, or I said, what, it probably gas in your, uh, your uh, uh, motorhome, mightn't it be? And he, he grinned, and he said, yeah, it's full right now, but it might be later. Something to that effect. I don't remember everything that was said, but he said, it's full right now. It might be later on. Everybody's looking for gifts, and you're trying to up that gift from last year. You're trying to do a better gift than the gift from last year. You're trying to get a bigger gift and a better gift, and, and you're looking at the monies. Uh-oh. You ever looking at that? You're looking at the money part. Last year I spent this amount on my spouse, or I spent this amount on my child, or I spent this amount, and I got to... I got to spend the exact same amount last year as I, or this year as I spent last year, and gifts aren't the same price this year as they was last year. Watching the news the other day, they said that on average they're estimating that people will spend forty-one percent dollar-wise on more on gifts this year than they did last year, but not buy anything bigger 41 percent so dollar amounts gone up but God gave the gift that dollar can't touch God gave the gift that's not that'll you'll never be able to find a gift that'll top what God gave to all mankind there's a reason that we have that we get to come to the house of God and offer praise unto God. Many people will say, well, I have nothing to give God praise for. He gave the best gift that all mankind could ever receive. And that's the gift that we get to cherish and we get to give God praise for. The greatest gift that was ever given, that ever was and ever will ever be given, was the gift that God gave to all mankind. And that was the gift of God's only begotten Son. No gift will ever top the gift that God gave to you and I. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Then take a look at John chapter 4. In verse 10, John chapter 4 and verse 10, I think I've got that in there. John chapter 4 and verse 10, look at what it says. And Jesus answered to her saying, if you knew the gift of God, they're at a well. They're at a well drawing water. And she is saying, are you wanting something to drink from this well? Are you wanting a, a drink of water from the well? Well, sir, you didn't bring anything to draw water from the well. 
Are you expecting, I know I'm paraphrasing here, and she looks at him like this. She says, are you expecting me to draw the water for you? And, she, and look at what Jesus' response to her was. You knew the gift of God. You're sitting here saying, give me, a, or saying that I'm asking you to give me a drink, but actually it would be the other way around, that you would ask me to give you a drink. And he said, it would be living water. I'm going to tell you something, church. There's, good, there's, there's sweet tea next door. There's Dr. Pepper. There's Sprite. There's water. But there's nothing next door that will amount to or can ever surpass of the living water that God has given to us through his only begotten son. We have a gift from God that we need to cherish forevermore. What does that gift give to us? Well, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift that God has given to us is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Nothing that we could ever give would ever surpass what God has given to us. But brother... But Brother Andy, you don't understand the life I've got. You don't understand the things I've done in my life. You don't understand the past that I have. You don't understand the actions I've done. I've had people come to me and they've tell, they have literally told me this in the in the 25, 26 years of ministry. They've come into me, they've come to me and they've said, Brother Andy, you don't understand. I've actually killed somebody. Brother Andy, you don't understand. I've actually killed more than one person. I've had people come to me and they'll tell me, you don't understand, I've robbed a bank. I've had people to tell me, I've done this, I've done that. They've, they've described indescribable things out of their past. And I listen to all of it. Not that there's anything that I can do. I listen because they're wanting to get it off of their chest, off of their heart. They're wanting to tell somebody all of these things. They're expressing those things out. And after they're done, this is my response. God's not looking about your past. All of that can be covered by the blood. God is wanting to know about your future. He's wanting to know where is your future going to be. Our future could be with eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 tells us that God did not spare his only son but gave him for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? When we ask God of things, we ask God to give us something. We ask God to help us through what we're going through, the trials of life. We're going through sorrow. We're going through trial. We're going through pain. We're going through agony. The doctors told us this. The, the lawyers told us this. The bank is telling us this. The bank account says this. All of these things that's going on in our lives, do we not realize that God gave the ultimate gift to mankind? And do we not realize that if God gave that that he is not going to spare the things in our lives he's going to give us good things from the throne of God all we've got to do is ask Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 for by grace you have been saved through your faith and it is not of something you can do so many times people will say They'll start talking about all the things they have done in their past. 
the failures of life, the, the, the bad things that has happened, all of the bad things that has taken place in their life. And they look at those things and they're like, I know that God cannot. Are you kidding me? The Bible tells me I can do all things. Are you telling me there's something God cannot do? God. Are you telling me that God cannot forgive you of your sins? Are you telling me that God cannot take care of you? What we've got to realize and understand is if we turn it to God, God will take care of our lives. God will touch, touch, touch us. God will take care of us. The birds of the air as they fly around. They're not, they're not trying to store up bird seed in a barn somewhere. The chipmunks and the squirrels, they gather their, they gather their food for the winter times and they put it and they hide it away, but they're not trying to figure out where everything's coming from. They walk, come out of their tree, they come out of their house, they go down the tree, they look and there's another acorn, there's a little nut laying there. Guess what, if God's going to take care of them, don't you think he's going to take care of you and I? He gave his son for you and I. He didn't, give our, he didn't give his son for the hippopotamus. Okay? He didn't give his son for the giraffe. He didn't give his son. He did not give his son for the walrus. He gave his son for you and I. He breathed his breath of life into mankind, not the chipmunk. If God's going to take care of them, don't you think he's going to take care of you and I? So many times we'll sit there and we'll, we'll look at the fact, we'll say, God, God can't forgive me of my sin. I've done too much. I've done too much. I've done too much. But on the other side of the coin, I'll, I'll, I've heard many people will say this. I've heard numerous people. I've sat across the table. I've sat in a living room. And I'll, I'll listen at someone. I will talk about their mom, their dad that has just, that has just died. And they'll sit there and they'll tell me. Now we've had several connections at our church that their parents or their loved ones have died. And here, especially here lately. And I know where their loved one is at. They lived that life. They lived a life pleasing unto God. But I've sat in the living room or I've sat in a kitchen or I've sat in an office area. And I've listened to many, many people. And they'll tell me, they'll say, they'll say, Oh, mom or dad, they, they believed in God. And I'll say, well, what church did they attend? Oh, they didn't believe in attending church. But they, they, they trusted in God. They believed in God. They gave this mount to the, the, the Red Cross. They gave this mount to the Salvation Army. They'll tell me all of the things they did. But I'm listening for one thing and one thing only. be honest with you, I'm, not, I'm not really not listening to what church they're a member of. Really not listening to where they attended church all their lives. I'm listening to, did they give their heart to God? Did they trust that Jesus is their Lord and Savior in the full and free pardon of sin? Did they live their life as a Christian? But many times I'll hear all of these great accolades that was done. But the Bible tells us that the grace that has been given to us and us being saved is through faith, and it is not of something that we do in and of ourselves. 
you can never buy salvation. You cannot buy salvation. Jesus came and he died on a cross for our sin. And guess what? The price has already been paid. There's nothing we can do to buy salvation. Many people will say they'll do all of these great accolades. But not one time did they ever ask Jesus into their hearts. Those accolades are not going to do you any good. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior. We've got to understand. Look, okay, if I bought you a gift. If I bought you a gift today. I've got a gift. Let me find me. Hang on, let me find a gift. I'll give you the gift of a Bible. (laughs) If I've got a gift right here. And I give you this gift. And all you do is just lay it to the side. All you do is throw it in a box somewhere. All you do is lay it on a shelf. What good is this gift going to ever do for you? What good is the gift going to ever do in your life? I've, ha- I've had people to buy me a gift of shoes. My wife bought me these shoes. If I left these in the box and I never wore them, they stayed in the box. I thanked her for the gift. I said, thank you for my shoes. But these shoes stayed in the shoe box, and that cardboard cutout thing stayed inside, and the paper wrapped it up, and it stayed there. It looked They're going to look good for years to come, right? These shoes have got some scuffs on them. They, they look worn. They've been used. But if you left them in a box, they're not going to look used. They're going to look brand new, right? People think that that's the best part for a gift is it needs to stay like that. Let me tell you something. I like my shoes. I'm going to use them. I'm going to wear them. You want me to wear my shoes. You want me to wear my shoes. Hello. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I got shoes on my feet. I'm glad that my wife gave me these shoes, and I'm going to use these shoes. But too many times, people will, they will, God gave us the gift of salvation through His only begotten Son, and many times people will never accept the gift. They leave the gift on the side. They leave it on the, they leave the gift that God's given on the shelf. They put it to the side, and they do not accept the gift that God has given them because they do not believe that they're worthy. Well, you know what? You're correct. We're not worthy, but God has made us worthy through His only begotten Son. Amen? God has made us worthy. I was not wor- I've been in church my whole life, but I was not worthy to receive the gift of salvation. But God said, I'll make you worthy through my Son. He give us the gift, not that we would say that we're worthy, we've done anything to deserve that gift, but guess what? He gave it to us anyway. Amen? For just a moment, I want, you to, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about the unspeakable love of God that God had while planning the gift to give to you and I of His only begotten Son. Now, many of you, especially this time of the year, you're planning what gift you're going to give 
to your spouse or to your child or a cousin. Me and Miss Katie was sitting on the couch a couple of nights ago, and she was talking about their, her and all, her and the cousins. They're gonna at my mom and dad's house. They're gonna all play Dirty Santa. Each of them's gonna bring a gift, and they're gonna draw numbers or exchange. They're gonna do something. I don't know. I just sit over there and tell them, y'all tell me what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it. But they're planning this thing out. You know what I told her to do? <laughs> this is why I don't buy the gifts, okay? I said, okay, what you do is buy a pair of pancakes. Yep, she looked at me funny. I said, then you're going to put it in a box and you're going to wrap it. You're going to put that one in another box and you're going to wrap it. You put that one in another box and wrap it. Put that yet in the fourth box and you're going to wrap it. Put that in the fifth box and then you're going to wrap it. Put that one in the sixth box and you're going to thank you. Yeah, oh yeah. Shove paper in in between the boxes. Put rocks in there. Duct tape the boxes together. I can already tell we would get, if, if this crowd right here was going to wrap up one of these gifts, we'd be in trouble. There's plans going into this. We're planning this thing out. We're, scheme, we're scheming this thing. Whichever cousin opens up Katie's gift. I love it. But God planned the gift to give to us. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, it says this. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. I want you to really catch this verse. This is my last verse. I told you this is going to be this Sunday and next Sunday. There's no way I'm going to get all this in. This is a lot of stuff, okay? The scheming part was the best part, right? Uh-huh, exactly. It's always fun opening gifts around the Lambert's house. But I want you to realize something. I want you to, I want you to look at this. I want you to really pay attention to this. Some of our ladies are going to be dismissing. They're going next door. You can put the title up. And some of our ladies are going next door getting things ready. for ju In just a few moments, we're going to be going to eat and lunch. But I want you to really hear what I'm fixing to say. Got lunch next door. Brother Andy, I didn't bring nothing. That's all right. There's plenty of food. I promise you. There'll be to-go boxes. <laughs> There's always food. I want you to, I want you to really crack, grasp what I'm saying right now. Okay? I want you to really... You don't, you don't have to remember anything else. You don't have to remember the scheming. You don't have to remember the, the, uh, the uh, uh, applesauce. You don't have to remember none of those things. I want you to catch this part, okay? I want you to really catch this part right here. Too many times we're focusing on our life as it's been in the past. 
We focus on what we've done, the mistakes we've made. We focus on the failures of our lives. We focus on the bad things of life. Brother Andy, you just don't know what my life has been like. No, I sure don't. I don't. Some have told me things, and so I understand some of it. But I may not understand all that everybody has been through. You don't understand everything that everybody else has been through. But there's one thing that is very important in our lives that we must understand is the last line of that verse that says, so that we might live through Him. It's not about what our life has been like. It's not about what we think our life should be like. Let's face it. Everybody in this room, when you was in high school, when you was in middle school, when you was in elementary school, you can go all the way back to kindergarten. Everybody in this room, at one point in time, you had a thought process of what you wanted to grow up and be. Wanted to grow up and be a doctor. Wanted to grow up and be a firefighter. Wanted to grow up and be a police officer. You had an idea of what you wanted your life to be like. But I want you to understand something. It's not about what we think that our lives should be like or what we can be like. But the fact of the matter is, is are we allowing our life to be lived through the Son of God? Are we focusing more on what we want our lives to be like? Are we focusing on what God wants our lives to be like? 1 John 4 9, so that we might live through Him. We need to take a note. God has shown us extraordinary love. In this fact, and in the very way that we need to know what God's love is all about. If someone asks, how, how do you know that that is God's love? How do you know what God's love is like? I'll be real with you. Look at this. Think about this. There is a ton of evil in this world. You look on the news and all you find is some politician skimming somebody else. And they got caught. You, you find a, a, corrupt, a corrupt official in your hometown, they got caught. You find wars and rumors of wars all over the TV. Let's dig a little deeper. You find people in church that are evil. You find, you, you, you find stories all through life about this pastor will done this wrong. And you find stories all through life about that clerk did this wrong. That Sunday school teacher. You find all sorts of evil both outside and inside the church world. I could ask the question this morning and every hand just about would go up. How many has ever been hurt by people in the church? Everybody would raise their hand. Church ain't perfect, folks. If you've come to church to find a perfect place, you've gone to the wrong place. You want to establish your own church and you be a church of one, it'll still be a corrupt church. It'll still be evil. Things will still happen. 
church, what we've got to understand and we've got to get to the concept of is it's not about all of that, the evil that's going on in the world, the things that are happening in the world around us. What we've got to grasp a hold of is the love that God has shared to you and I. The unspeakable gift of God's love for all of mankind. The scripture has told us that God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. The world is full of evil. The world is full of bad folks. Mankind commits all sorts of evil. In addition to that evil, they curse God, ignore God, neglect God, disobey God, disbelieve that God is real, reject God, rebel against God, deny God, oppose God, all of these things. But yet God sent His Son to die even for those that curse Him. Boy, that's, that's love right there. I've had so many people tell me, they, they'll say, oh yeah, God, the Bible says to, to, to turn the other cheek. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I turn that first one. I'm going to deck them. I get that. You ever heard the phrase, kill them with kindness? I'm going to tell you something. It's amazing that the folks that have done you wrong, what happens in their life, what happens in their life when you go and you just give them a big old godly hug. People have done us wrong. I'm going to tell you something. There's people that's done us wrong that you, it, you have to wash your hands of them. And I get that. I understand that. But even in those times, we've got to show the love of God. Even to the unrepentant heart. They're not going to receive it until they repent. But we need to show that love to those around us. The glorious love that God is sharing to you and I. God loves man, and God wants to help and to take care of mankind. Man has the most serious problem imaginable, engulfed with the evil of this world. But God is love. He has proven His love towards us that He sent His only Son into the world so that man might live for and through Him. There's a misconception about God's love. This is the last, last thought, last thing. There's a misconception about what God's love is like for our lives. Many people will think, oh, God loves me, and God's just going to love me right in the middle of my sin. You know, God loves you in the middle of your sin, but God loves you so much, He wants you to change out of that sin. He wants you to be a different person. Brother Andy was preaching this today just because he knew I was going to be here today. Nope. But I want you to understand something. You're here today by divine appointment. It's not a happenstance. It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident. It is here by the direction and the guidance of Almighty God. No, Brother Andy, nope, I'm not here for all of that. I'm here for the food. I'm here for food, too. Spiritual and physical. Hello. I love food. Everybody in here knows that. I'm going to chow down here in just a few minutes. But I want you to understand something. I'm here for the spiritual food more than that. No matter your life, 
no matter what you've done, no matter the circumstances that's brought you to where you're at today, no matter what's going on in your life, God loves you. And in that love, God wants a change in all of our lives. Everybody from all the way here, all the way back. Why? Because God, you know how I know that? Think about this as a parent. You love your child, don't you? If they're outside playing and they get muddy, you love your child, don't they? Don't you? But you still want them to change clothes. You want them to take a bath. How many of your kids take a bath once a week and that's it? I didn't say kids that wants to take a bath once a week. I said parents unless you take a bath once a week. Kids wants to. But parents says, uh-uh, you've been outside sweating. You dirty. You getting a bath. Sometimes it's almost like you need to take them outside and get the pressure washer a hold of them, right? But I want you to realize something. That's the same type of love that God shows to us. He loves us, and he wants us cleansed. Amen? God wants us to be the best version of ourselves. We can't change it. Only God can. Amen? Would you stand all over, all over the house, those that can? Brian, if you'll hit the in live feed button in just a moment. Live feed, thank you so much for being with us. Join us back Wednesday, 630. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you.